Andy Hayes, and you're listening to The Black Horror Project, a podcast where we rewatch your favorite horror movies and talk about them from the Black perspective. And once again, I have my lovely host, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine girl, what's poppin'? Hey, boo, how are you? I'm doing so good, so excellent. You know, uh, I'm really enjoying the weather. I'm enjoying the vibes between this holiday season and you know, everything's going well. I'm, I'm blessed. You know what I mean? That's good. Bless yeah. and highly favored. We love to see it. Yes, won't you do it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you doing okay also? Yes, I'm doing well. Um, fall is busy, as we've discussed before. It's everyone's birthday. So it's so many different things that I have to, like, align with and make sure that, oh, did I forget this birthday gift? Did I forget that? But I'm doing okay so far. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to tell anyone your exact location, but I will say that you're on the West Coast. Now, let me ask, like, do you guys have like the the four seasons that I have on the East Coast or is it different? I will say um, we actually do have all four seasons and I appreciate Mm -hmm. that because for the longest I've lived like in the deep south. So they don't have like the four seasons. It's either it's either cold or it's hot. And it's hot. super hot so I was very I'm very happy that I'm able to enjoy a transition from summer to fall to winter to spring okay well that's great I I did not know that about the the west coast I thought you guys just had summer all year round (laughs) girl um they lied (laughs) that might just be a little LA thing but as far as I know yeah Right. Yeah. Maybe I um I got that from Insecure because it just seems like it's always a sunny day on that show. But it is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so let's go ahead and you know get our conversation on as we do. Uh I have when I was growing up, I was never bullied. Um, I know that bully is bullying is such a huge thing. Nowadays, especially in the last 10 years, people are really focusing on bullying and the effects of it. I definitely was teased when I was a kid. And specifically when I was in middle school, I went to the Boys and Girls Club. I went there for before and after care. So, you know, like my mom dropped me off in the morning. I took the bus to school from the Boys and Girls Club. And then the the bus took me back to... um, back there after school and then she would pick me up when she got off of work you know um and then i also went there for summer camp so with all that being said there is this one girl there and i don't know if you really would call it she didn't necessarily bully me but she just was not nice to me in general and a lot of the kids there you know and her name was Deshanqua. Yes, Deshanqua, I'm putting you out there. Girl. <laughs> yes. So Deshanqua, um, look at me now. Eh. Anyway, but she she bullied a lot of kids. And I know that the director of the Boys and Girls Club had reprimanded her a few times. And I'm from what I know, she was there for maybe like a, a month and a half, two months, and then all of a sudden she was gone. And I don't know if it was because she was kicked out or, and I also heard a rumor that maybe her mother moved out of town and of course she went with her. And that's the reason why she was no longer there. But she didn't really like have the same kind of like um, 
rapport that all of us kids had with each other, you know, because we all kind of just kept a cool, whatever, you know, you hung yeah. out with your friends and that was it. Um, so that's what I know of bullying. I will tell you that my mother was bullied when she was a child. Her bully's name was Thomasina. And Thomasina used to chase my mom home every day from school. And it was girl. just really horrible. You say what? I said girl. <laughs> These kids, I just, what is in their spirit? Like, why are you? <laughs> right. I don't understand that. But yeah, so she used to chase my mom home every day from school. And, you know, my mom, of course, that traumatized her a bit. But I know that we live out of, we moved out of town from where my parents are from, um, which is kind of like, maybe like Southern Virginia. Um, I mean, Virginia is kind of in the South, but like, maybe like like Virginia Beach, um, Newport News type area, if you're, you're familiar with Virginia. Yeah. Uh, that's where my parents grew up, Hampton, Newport News area on Tidewater. But we would, of course, go down there to visit my grandparents. And I know there was one day where my mom ended up meeting up with Thomasina just in passing. Her parents' house was close to my grandmother's house. And she ta- saw Thomasina and they were like, you know, Thomasina was like jokey, drinking, just having a good time. But I do know that Thomasina, she kind of had like a rough upbringing. She had some older brothers and... Um, I know there was maybe some situation with her parents where like, you know, just because you know, my, my mother and Thomasina, they grew up in the projects. But it doesn't mean that because you live in a project, it's, you you have a bad upbringing. But I believe that Thomasina, the way that she grew up just wasn't, you know, always positive, like a positive environment. Anyway, so with that all being said... Bullying has really been coming up to the forefront and people are going to therapy, whether you are the bully or if you're on the receiving end and explains, it explains a lot of trauma and behaviors that people have in their adulthood. And they have to go to therapy to address all of that, whether it means confronting the people that you bullied and apologizing to them or vice versa. And you know, we see that nowadays when kids are bullying, it's not just in person, it's internet bullying. And unfortunately, you know, these kids are ending their lives tragically on like Facebook Live or something like that or TikTok. And I'm just, it scares me as a parent. You know what I mean? It's definitely alarming, but it, it just feels like the kids can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also, <clears throat> another thing that... I'm a, a bit intrigued by is like the the use of parents utilizing social media to almost like bully their own children. Mm-hmm. Like remember when they were giving kids like the weird haircuts because they weren't acting respectful in school or things like that, or even spanking your kids publicly. Right. I'm a little bit alarmed by like that. Like it, it just doesn't feel like it's a balanced household in any area it, or a balanced experience for that child. Like you're getting bullied at home and then you come home and then you go to school, you're getting bullied. And then it's like the teachers aren't, aren't provided the support to actually combat these things. Cause it's like, can you tell the child to put their phone away? Like it's a lot. Yeah. And it it definitely is a domino effect. Like I'm, I'm sure that the child who is doing the bullying is being bullied or abused in some way at home, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's just, it's just a crazy thing. Um, And I just, I just hope that, 
things get better. But I also feel like I, I hate like the public bullying that parents do to their children. And I, I do know a girl who, when I was in high school, she, her parents found out that her and her boyfriend were being intimate and they cut her hair. Like the next, like they found out and then like the next day, like she had like a pixie cut and she had like hair all the way like down her back. And it was just like, that does know, not and make sense. her whole attitude changed. I, I, whatever parents feel is best, but that doesn't, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me. Yeah. She, I mean, she went from relatively being, you know, a sweet girl to kind of just being a little mean, you know. Um, I'm not sure if she bullied her, but I could definitely tell that she was just different. So, yeah. That breaks my heart. I know, right? And, but I mean, from what I know, the girl, she is thriving in her life. She has a beautiful family. I think I've seen like pictures of her on social media and, um, I think I even hung out with her like maybe a few years after we all graduated from high school. But anyway, um, much love to her and anyone who is being bullied, whether it's at the at home or at school. And hopefully you you, you are able to get um, in touch with the resources that you need to help Absolutely. you heal. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Right. Yeah. So that with that being said, this movie that we're going to um, cover today, in my opinion, is based in bullying. What do you think? Definitely based in bullying. I think, it, it, and it was unreasonable. It didn't even make, it, it didn't make any sense. It was irrational. Like Right. Ugh. Right. So, yeah. So the movie that we're talking about is Carrie, which, uh, which was written, the book, Carrie was written by the great Stephen King and the actual movie was released in 1976. It was directed by Brian Brian De Palma and the actual release date was November 3rd 1976. So it just had an anniversary actually. Yeah. This is going to blow your mind a little bit Jasmine because you know me and you we talk about budgets. (laughs) Yes. So the budget of this movie was 1.8 million. It made they did a good job. Yeah. It made 33.8 million dollars in the US and Canada box office. That's good. It definitely flipped the profit. Yeah, they did for real. So yeah, um so what I'm going to go ahead and do is play the original trailer of Carrie 1976. It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there, even Carrie White. The girl no one likes. Oh, sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! And everyone makes fun of her. The girl who lives in that creepy house with her crazy mother. Help this any woman see the sin of her days and ways. 
show her that if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her. The girl with the strange power. If I concentrate hard enough, I can move things. But tonight, no one will laugh at Carrie. If you don't have a date for the prom next Friday, would you like to go with me? She's with the best-looking boy in the senior class. He's trying to trick me again. She'll be voted queen of the prom. You know, I can make sure that you don't hurt Carrie White anymore. For Carrie, it will be a dream come true. For everyone else, it will be a nightmare. <coughs> Carrie. <coughs> a new film by Brian De Palma. Based on the chilling bestseller. Starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, and introducing John Travolta in his first motion picture role. If you have a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie. So the movie or the story of Carrie starts off with the shy 16-year-old girl. Her name is Carrie White, and she lives with her mother, Margaret, who's kind of like a frantically religious type person. And essentially, Carrie is unpopular at school, and she's bullied by her peers. So in this scene, she is in gym class, and when gym class is over, they you know, the kids, they hit the showers and Carrie experiences her first period while she's in the shower and she's panicking. She's not sure what's happening to her body and her classmates pretty much humiliate her and they're throwing tampons at her um, and they're chanting, plug it up, plug it up, which is horrible. Um, the gym teacher, her name is Miss Collins. And she intervenes and she consoles Carrie, um, her and the principal. And Carrie is dismissed for the rest of the day. While that is happening, um, yeah, she's dismissed for the rest of the day. So she goes home to her mother, Margaret, and she's saying to her like, mom, I, I started my period and you didn't tell me. How come you didn't tell me about this, about the, you know, the the process of a woman's life and margaret she's she's like oh well now you're this happened to you because you're in sin and i need to pray over you and you need to ask god for forgiveness because remember margaret is very very religious um and i guess you would call it ev evangelic is that what you call it Oh, yeah, I believe so. Evangelical. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she's kind of like that kind of religious person. But she pretty much punishes Carrie for having her first period without still without explaining what happened to her. And she puts her in this prayer closet where she wants her to just pray the period away or pray her sins away. So then, you know, we cut to the other girls in the school who bullied Carrie and teased her about her first period. And there was a punishment that Miss Collins gives them, which is uh, three days of three days of suspension. And 
they may or may not be barred from coming to um, the upcoming um, home, not homecoming, but they may not be able to go to the prom that's coming up soon, right? Um, so the girls, you know, they're privileged, they're they're better off than Carrie financially or just a living different living situation than her. Um, they're wealthy, they're popular, but there's one particular girl. Her name is Chris, Christine. Um, they call her Chris for short. And Chris, she just walks out of this whole like meeting with the, with the gym teacher and the principal. And it's just like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm out, whatever. No, anyway, so Chris and her boyfriend, Billy, they decide to put a plan together to basically um, seek revenge on Carrie for getting her in trouble, for bullying her. What sense does that make? Right. <laughs> right. So what their plan is, is that they're going to go to this pig farm and drain a couple of pigs of blood. And they plan to pretty much sabotage Carrie's prom experience, right? So um, with that, the whole plan is to sabotage Carrie. What they're going to do is that they're going to rig the prom queen election to where Carrie wins. And then what they're going to do is have a bucket of blood fall onto her. So one of the girls who's part of like this crew, her name is Sue. And Sue, she's really remorseful about what happens to Carrie. And she gets her boyfriend, Tom Ross, who's who's also very popular, to ask Carrie out to the prom. And Carrie uh, initially is very reluctant to say yes, because I mean, she doesn't know this kid. I mean, she's not popular. And all of a sudden the most popular boy in school asks her to prom and he has a girlfriend like, I would kind of be suspicious of this invitation also. You know what I mean? I would too. I would too. I would definitely be a little sketch. But I also think based off of that, based off of based off of how he was receptive to actually going, I think he was genuinely interested in Carrie as well. Right. And, and I I commend Sue for being like, you know, give 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 her some attention. Mm-hmm. But as for me and my little jealous high school self, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Because, I mean, you want to go to the prom. It's like four years of going to high school. And, like, I mean, some people go to, high, go to the prom in their junior year. And sometimes you have to wait until your senior year. But either way, it's a special occasion. And. It would kind of suck if I had to miss out on it, you know. But I, I, I believe I believe in Sue's good intentions and yes. Tommy's. I guess. Can we can we dial back really fast though? That <laughs> I just want to point out that the coach slapped her first, and I don't oh, know yeah. <laughs> how I would feel as a parent. Like it was a lot of like shaking and slapping going on <laughs> by that coach, and I was not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I guess her whole point was just like, at that time, Carrie was hysterical. And that's her, that was her method to get her out of it. But yeah, the the physical interaction was definitely uncalled for. Yeah, like Carrie got slapped by the coach and then she went home, got slapped with the Bible. Like it was just a lot of slapping (laughs) going on (laughs) to Carrie. And I was like, girl, I I feel it. I feel it. I understand. Oh my God. Everybody just slapping her. Yeah. Just slapping her up. And it's like, <laughs> what did Carrie do? 
Yeah. Mom I think, is a little awkward, but damn. Right. I think that she needs what you have said before. She needs a hug. I really wish that somebody just would have took her under her wing. Yeah. Under their wing and just really explain life to her. Mm-hmm. Like the little stuff. And I think the coach ultimately was trying to do that. Yeah. Like, you're not, you don't get to slap me and then come back and be like, oh, I care about you. And I, and you're a beautiful <laughs> little girl. Like, no, you slapped the piss out of me. Right. And, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. Especially while I'm sitting here bleeding and everybody throwing tampons at me. Right. Carrie's like, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, you tripled down on the shame. Like, <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So, it, in, in the end, Carrie, she does accept Tommy's invitation to the prom and she's really excited. Uh, and then, you know, after that, after she accepts the invitation, in the in the library she has an interest in telekinesis now i'm not sure if she already realized she had the ability and she's doing more research on it or she developed the the ability of telekinesis through reading the books i think that was already there because Mm -hmm. when her period started and she was sitting in the corner and she was visibly upset the light blew out Mm mm-hmm And so there were little instances. And then when she got called to the office, uh, the ashtray fell. And it wasn't that close to the end for it to Mm -hmm. have like flipped like that. So I think she was always aware that she had those, um, that she had those powers. Right. And I think she was also aware that her mother, a part of her mother sheltering her was for her to keep those powers to herself. Right. So true. Yeah, so she does she does her research about telekinesis. And that's pretty much just, if people don't know, if they've never seen the movie, she is able to move objects with the power of her of her mind, of her brain. So that's, you know, what that is, telekinesis is. But anyway, so she goes home to her mother, Margaret. She tells her about the invitation to the prom. Of course, Margaret is objecting to this whole thing. She's saying like, you don't need to go. This is a complete sin. But despite Margaret's protest, Carrie gets herself ready for the prom. She makes her own dress. She does her own hair. She goes to the drugstore and gets some makeup for herself and some lipstick. And she's just a girl who's excited for once. You know what I mean? That blowout that they gave Carrie, the <laughs> hair was with the bump on the end. With the it little was bump blowing on the end. Little, she had a little money piece in the front. She was looking good. Yeah, she and did I, look my good. My favorite pretty. part of this film is the way she says, "Mama." She's like, "Leave me alone, Mama, Mama, <laughs> <laughs> Mama, Mama." It's okay, Mama. I'll be okay, Mama. Why didn't you tell me, Mama? <laughs> Mama has a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> oh my goodness, Margaret! Wow, girl, failure! Dang, she didn't even give her the basics. Just, you could at least just gave her a little bag that had tampons and pads and just a little note saying, "All will be well, baby." Right. You know, but no, you, you, she just set that girl up for failure. Right. They really did. She really did. So, yeah. So, Carrie, she's all ready for the prom. Um, 
And Margaret is trying to stop her from leaving the house. She uses her telekinesis power on Margaret, which freaks her out. And she's just like, yeah, she's the devil now. <laughs> but Carrie, she leaves with the prom for the prom with Tommy. So meanwhile, Chris and Billy, and Billy is actually being played by John Travolta, a very young John Travolta. So he's in this movie playing the role of Billy, and he's actually drinking a beer, a brand of beer called PBR, which is really popular in my area. There's actually a restaurant in the downtown area of where I live called PBR. (laughs) So... That's a whole thing. And it's literally like a $3 can of beer. I'm not a beer fan. I cannot get into the taste. I've tried all different brands and I, I cannot. Like, ugh. Yeah. I can I can drink beer. I can get into a Yingling or a, a Blue Moon if it's like super cold. Uh, I can I can do Heineken, but I'm not the kind of person who likes IPAs, like those really like hoppy bitter beers. And I know some people are like beer enthusiasts about you know the brand and the company and locally and blah 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 blah. But yeah, so I know some people who don't like beer because it doesn't really set well with their stomach. I can do ales. Yeah. So anything like a pear ale by Ace. Mm-hmm. I can do Angry Orchard, but anything yeah. beyond that, like the green apple up. cider, that's so good. Yeah, that stuff is good, but the other stuff, <laughs> it's, ugh, ugh. it's it's a no. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. It's a right. no. <laughs> Naturally good Pabst, America's premium beer since 1844. A lot to look forward to. I've got past the rhythm on my mind. Uh. Yeah, so Carrie and Tommy, they're on their way to the prom once again. And then Chris and Billy, they're already at the prom and they're hiding underneath the stage where they you know where the people who are announced to be prom king and queen they go onto the stage and they're presented the the crown so they're getting ready they they got like this bucket of blood that's like rigged on top of the stage and it's being held by the string and it's ready to go at any second so yes they're they're conspiring and they're really excited about this plan to sabotage sabotage carrie for what i don't even really understand why chris is mad she didn't do anything to you except for just not know about her menstrual cycle. But not even in trouble because you bullied her. For you to have that much anger or hatred in your heart to sit there and hold a pot of blood for roughly about hour, maybe two hours, because they don't announce homecoming queen in the beginning. They do not do that. So you you waited a long time. Yes, I mean, and was arguing with your drunk boyfriend. <laughs> the entire time, just That's because dedication the dedication. It's the it's the dedication for me. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, these kids are twisted. So yeah, so they're just waiting for everything to happen. All the songs are playing in the background. They just they just understage, 
chilling. I hope they had some snacks or not. Anyway, so Sue, she's, you know, she's is Tommy's girlfriend, remember? So Sue, she knows about what Chris and Billy are, are going to do. So she shows up to the prom. She's not dressed, um, but she knows about the plan that Chris and Billy, you know, what they plan to do to Carrie. And she tries, she shows up to, to the prom. She, she tries to stop it. Hmm? Does she know? Because I don't think she, like, the way that she was staring at that rope, I don't think she, I think she did the math while she was there. I think she was aware of her plan. Right. I don't think she was aware of Chris's plan. And I'm, oh. the only reason I say that is just the way that she's staring at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks at the rope and she's like, where does this rope for? And then she, her eyes just kind of, like, glide up. You see the pot of, the, the pot of blood and then she glides down and she follows the rope. Yeah. All the way down, and then she goes under the steps, and she, you know, moves over the paper, and she sees her, and you can see she's a uh, the moment she's about to say something, and but I don't think she was in on it. I I think Sue was actually uh, trying to make Carrie feel better by herself. I don't think I don't think her and I don't think Sue and Chris shared the same intention. So you think that maybe she was, her intention of showing up was just to be supportive of Carrie or to just watch the dance? I think she wanted to just make sure that Carrie actually went. Yeah. I think so. And honestly, because even the way that she reacts when Tommy kisses Carrie, mm-hmm. I, I don't think she was, like, I don't, you don't see it on her face that she's upset by it at all. Right. She's like, oh, he's being a really good boyfriend and treating and right. But her when time. she saw Chris, she was upset. Yeah. So I, I, I like, I, I could be, you know, green right now and naive, but I think Sue's intention was really for Carrie to have a good experience. Oh well, that's an excellent point. I hope that was her intention because that's very really sweet, you know. I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah. So when Sue does show up. Miss Collins sees her and she thinks that Sue is up to no good because she's she thinks that Sue is there to also or in a way sabotage Carrie outside of what Chris and Billy are planning to do. So mm-hmm. she stops. I guess like there is that scene where Sue does realize everything is happening and she's trying to rush in. Miss Collins is like, no, like leave Carrie alone, let her enjoy the prom, things of that matter. So while all of this is happening, they go ahead and rig the ballot for King, for prom king and prom queen. So they switch out the ballots and they make it that Carrie is the prom queen. So they call Carrie up to the stage and she receives her flowers and she has a crown on her head and she's like having the best time of her life. And I'm at that moment, I'm so happy for her. Like, yes, this is so nice for them to just do this for her. So as she's, you know, smiling and waving and she's enjoying herself, that's when Chris and Billy pull the rope and the entire bucket of blood spills over onto Carrie and she is drenched and pig's blood. Mm. Horrible. And at this moment, I said, girl, good for you. I hope you you wear them out, tear them up. Yes. So when the other kids in the prom see this, they immediately freak out. There's like an outbreak of like, oh my God. The bucket, the empty bucket drops and hits 
Tommy, because Tommy was voted prom king. It Poor hits Tommy. Tommy in the head and it ends up killing him, which I don't know if it hit a pressure point or whatever, but Tommy's dead from the bucket. So <laughs> wait, is he dead or he's just passed out? I don't I don't know. That's when I did a little bit of research, I saw that they said the bucket killed Tommy. <laughs> okay. It just <laughs> Wow. How did he die? It was the bucket girl. It was it was that empty bucket. You gotta watch out for that. Cause (laughs) Woo. Home Depot and Lowe's they filled with those joints. Like you right. That's a solid tin bucket. It knocked him right on out. (laughs) Let me be careful when I'm picking up my pots and pans, girl. And then all of a sudden, Carrie, I don't know if it's because like effects of the telekinesis or what, but she starts, they explain it as like that she's hallucinating, that everyone is mocking and laughing at her and there's like this outburst. So I think there's some sort of like alternate reality where Carrie sees one thing. Because we, I, I feel like at this time we do hear her mother's voice in the background, like, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. So she sees them teasing her. But I believe that in reality, all the kids are still standing there shocked about, oh my God, what is happening? I think that the girl with the hat (laughs) was definitely chuckling. And I think it was a nervous chuckle. I think everybody reacts to like things different. And so I think the girl with the hat, with her immature self, did what a young teenager does. And she was like, oh my God, and started laughing. And then that kind of caused other people to yeah. join in on the laughter. So mm-hmm. I think I don't think everyone was laughing at her, but I think it was enough for my girl to notice. Because right. nobody ran up there and brought a towel or nothing. They just let her sit up there all frail and stuff. Right. Cuz I think there is a scene where where they pan over to Miss Collins and she's laughing a little bit, right? Right. And I think it, it was like <sighs> Carrie's always the butt of the joke and I just mm-hmm. I don't understand why the adults joined in yeah the kids joined in like everyone disliked this little girl but at the same time understood that her mother was off so i'm just like where's the empathy you guys none absolutely none chuckling and all that stuff and that's why my girl carrie popped those eyes open (laughs) and set it all off Set it off for <laughs> real. Because then she uses her telekinesis powers to lock all the exits in the gym. And she's controlling the fire hose. And she sprays everyone with water. She sprays the, the overhead lights and everything in the gym. Miss um, Collins, she just falls over. And she hits like this backboard. And all the teachers they're electrocuted because of like the wires and the water and everything so that's popping off and then somehow like the water I believe it hits like some sort it hits some sort of cord or I don't know if it's the electricity but there's a fire that um that explodes in this gym and pretty much she's just out to use her telekinesis power to kill everyone in the gym and set things afire and just go off on everyone you know she's she's in attack mode good for her right (laughs) 
<laughs> so Carrie, after Carrie done messed everybody up, she leaves. She walks right out the gym. She uses the powers to open up the door. She walks out. So Billy and Chris, um, they are in their car and they see Carrie and they're, tr- they're trying to run her over. They're trying to kill her. But then Carrie uses her telekinesis power to tone, turn over the vehicle and she kills both Chris and Billy. Good for her. Pop those yeah. eyes right on open. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie right finally makes it home. She's giving herself a bath. Margaret sees Carrie and she's kind of like a mix of just like still scared of Carrie and what happened earlier with the telekinesis and I don't know kind of like comforting at the same time she's like oh I told you girl but I'm still your mama so I'm gonna try to give you a little love in my own crazy way that okay so can we get into this little like Carrie crying, it was bad, mama. They laughed at me. Hold me, mama. Please hold me. And then next thing you know, I should have killed myself when he put it in. Like, girl, pump <laughs> the brakes. Right. Because, yeah, crying. I mean, Margaret is supposed to be comforting Carrie, but she makes it at this moment, she turns it around and she makes this, so, this whole situation about herself. And she explains to Carrie that, you know, her, um, she conceived Carrie and like marital rape from her drunk husband and well I um, don't even know if it's that because she says mm-hmm. he took me with the sink of filthy roadhouse whiskey on his breath and I liked it I yeah. liked it with all that dirty touching of his hands all over me I should have given you to God when you were born but I was weak and backslided and now the devil has come home and so it's like mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't it's, it's such a thin line like between coercion yeah and if she was a willing participant so i i I don't know yeah some people like a little rough i mean apparently margaret (laughs) that's too much for me but yeah that's exactly (laughs) what margaret explains to carrie and so she just goes off into a tangent about herself um and then Margaret, she, I guess when Carrie, she gets out of the tub, she looks all clean and pretty in her nightgown. She just really wants to go to bed, which I would want to go to bed too after I hadn't killed a whole bunch of teenagers. Margaret um, is a wild girl. She's like, <laughs> we'll, we'll pray. We'll pray for the last time. And, and when I think about this, the way that she's talking to her, mm-hmm. she's letting her daughter know, I'm about to kill you. Yeah. Because she keeps saying, the last time. Mm-hmm. That's true. So like, and this is like very biblical. Yeah, it is. Is it Abraham when he's like about to kill? Is it Isaac? Yeah, Abraham and Isaac. Um, so God, so Abraham is making Isaac. God asks Abraham for a sacrifice. That's what happens. Yes, and this yeah. is what I think Margaret in her mind thinks that she's doing. Yeah, that's who she thinks she is. Right, but in the end of that story, once. Abraham proves that he he is actually going to kill Isaac. Then God stops him because he feels like he has proven himself and his um his faith to him. So, well, Margaret went all the way. She, Margaret went all the way because she grabs <laughs> a kitchen knife and she stabs Carrie in the back. Mm. Right, and then um, you know Carrie she she fights back. She is able to use her telekinesis to get all the knives in the kitchen and stabs Margaret with all of the knives using her telekinesis power. And she Mm. pretty much crucifies her. So there's a moment where she 
looks like Jesus on the cross. Mm. I was like, wow, okay. They they went all the way with it. Um, <laughs> so then Carrie, she, destroy, she destroys the house. And essentially, Carrie and Margaret, they, uh, they died in, in the house. I believe the house burns up, blows up, something like that. But yeah, so then Carrie dies, right? And that's the Carrie and Margaret story. I did not want that for my girl. Yeah. I mean, I feel I like- wanted her to put a wig on and some shades and go ahead and go live her life. <laughs> that's so funny. I literally, when you just said that, I got a visual. I got a visual I right now where out. she was just wearing like a big floppy hat with some shades and she just stepped out with like a Bob Mackie dress or something and was just like, yeah, so I think I'm gonna go to LA. <laughs> I wanted her to walk out of that door, turn around, Make her eyes pop one good time, blow that house up, and walk on out and go be great. Because she deserved it. (laughs) She deserved to be happy. to a world without bitterness. It's the Brave Moon's Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee. The well-balanced cup promises to deliver subtle acidity with a smooth chocolate finish, conveniently packaged in a single-serve pod. It's a new morning. You deserve to brew something good. You can purchase the Brave Moon Coffee online at thebravemoon.com. And sometime later, we see a scene of Sue. And Sue is actually the only survivor of the prom. And she's going through trauma, just dealing with everything she experienced from the prom night. She has a nightmare where she lays flowers on Carrie's um, Carrie's tombstone. No, she lays flowers on the remaining the remains of Carrie's house. Mm-hmm. And we see like a for sale sign for the house or whatever. And there's like black paint and it looks all like condemned and whatnot. And you see a sign where it says, Carrie White burns in hell. It's really cruel. Even if she's, even when she's dead, people are still bullying her. That's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then all of a sudden we see Carrie's arm reach out underneath the rubble, the ground and grab Sue's forearm and then Sue wakes up and her mother is comforting her because she is freaking out she's having like an anxiety attack she is freaked out by this that she that's about this nightmare that she just had about Carrie and that's how the movie ends and she deserves it (laughs) yeah so let me ask you was this movie scary were you scared As a child, yes. As an Mm -hmm. adult, it was more so like anticipation. Yeah. So it it gave me a little bit of stress. So I I enjoyed that part. So psychologically, I was very tapped in. Yeah. But it was honestly, I think this is like a a specific category of where women get revenge. Mm -hmm. I love those kind of things. Yeah. So 
I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. What about you, girl? Yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't scared. Um, I feel like, yeah, as an adult, like you already are anticipating what's happening because this movie is only 89 minutes. So the action of this movie happens very quickly. Like it goes from like mm-hmm. the menstrual cycle scene, you meet the mom and then there's the prom and then everyone dies. Like it goes by really quickly, you know, but I was, I was initially scared. Yes. But then watching it as an adult, I was rooting for Carrie, but also compassionate for her mom in a way and compassionate for Sue in a way. I'm here for Carrie and Carrie only. And also everybody's (laughs) hair is lovely. Like I love big hair. So I I adored all of the hairstyles. Yeah, I I love the opening sequence and I love the way that this movie is filmed. It's kind of like um I don't know what lens they use, but everything looks kind of like glamorized. Kind mm-hmm. of like remember like um glamour shots studio yeah. back in the day and it had like that glossy like smoky um film on top of every picture they they did. Yeah. I feel like this movie had that look to it. You know what I mean? It did. I <laughs> That opening scene in the bat um in the locker room was a little awkward for me personally. Really? Because I'm just thinking if this is teenagers and I'm like watching them get naked, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. And it was just like a lot of, you know, girls, it's a different time. So it was bushes, yeah. it was a lot <laughs> going on. <laughs> right. And so it felt kind of weird in the way, like even with Carrie. When she had her dress on and her mother was like, your dirty pillows are showing. Mm-hmm. And like, they kind of zoom, like they didn't necessarily zoom in, but they kind of panned to that. And I was just like, are, are, these are kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was a mixture of just like a little bit too much it was, sexuality. It was but then like, go ahead. Yeah. It was, it was on that line. Of, yeah. This is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe back in the day there they had a different comfort level of their bodies. Like you either were all the way out there or you were shamed by Mark by someone like Margaret. You know, there wasn't no there weren't any like free thinking people when it comes to body positivity, you know. A scene that I did really enjoy was when her and Tommy were dancing and mm-hmm. the camera like wrapped around them the entire time. I really enjoyed that scene. I thought that was really nice. And it, it, it made me feel almost how she feels. Mm-hmm. Like, why why did you pick me? Why why am I here? And yeah. being in this kind of whirlwind of not really understanding, is this sincere? Right. But I felt like in that moment, Tommy was really having a good time. But I think Tommy liked her. I always... I, that when she says his poem is beautiful and the disregard that annoying teacher but the way he smirks when she's like I think it's beautiful and you see they pan back to his face and he smirks so I think that he I think Carrie was a beautiful girl I think she was just socially awkward I think Tommy was interested to a degree which was why it was very easy for him to be like yeah I'll go on a date with her yeah that's that's really nice. Cute now, girl. here is your favorite question. What's my question, girl? Could this <laughs> movie be done with an all-black cast? 
Yeah, I think bullying is across the board. I think everybody bullies people. I was bullied mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, I think anybody can well, get you it. you were? Sorry. That's sad. Well, not... I wouldn't say bullied, but I have crooked pinkies. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you were yeah, teased just, about it? So I got teased about that a lot. And mm-hmm. then I was... I've been wearing like a size 8 since like the 4th grade. So imagine mm-hmm. a 4th grader with these big little feet. So I... <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's cute. Right. It was ponytails because my kids... I mean, not my kids. My mom and my family kept me very like appropriate. Like dressed me appropriate for my age. Right. So there's that. But... I think anybody can get it. I think it could be, it could be just a black girl at, um, it could go many different ways. Like ideally what I would like to see is, um, a a black girl, lower income goes Mm -hmm. into like one of those private schools that's primarily black. Right. Yeah. They point out all of her flaws. Like you have horrible shoes. And she's in the school because she's smart. She's brilliant. Yeah. And so I think that um, it's almost like Carrie is Matilda without the support. That's true. Yeah. So who do you have any casting suggestions for this black movie? Mm, what's the girl from Blackish? The little girl. Um, Diane. She plays yes, a twin. So isn't Marseille? I would want. Yeah. I would want like Marcella or something. Or the girl from Us. Mm-hmm. I think the girl from Us, the, the daughter from Us, could be Carrie because she got that eye thing unlocked. Oh, yeah. Um, she's so cute. Yeah. yeah. I totally see her in that role because she's like right there at that age. She looks like she could be like um, maybe like a junior or, or maybe a senior in high school by this time. But yeah, yeah. I can see that casting. Um, And then. Uh, I don't know who I would want to be. I think I would want Marseille to be Chris because Marseille has, she's cute and she has the nasty mean girl thing that she could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know. Who would you do for, um, for Tommy? For Tommy? I don't know a lot of these young actors. Beyond I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, the guy from This Is Us, the the son, the teenage son, oh, he looks like Morris Chestnut to me. I think he is absolutely adorable. Have you ever seen This Is Us, mm-hmm. the son when he's a teenager and he has a little box set? I think he would be great. Oh, um, you know who could play um, Billy, John Travolta's character? So that one little knucklehead kid from, what is the name of that TV show? With Ghost. Tariq, I do not want Tariq. I don't enjoy his acting, girl. You don't? I think he'd be great as Billy. What is the name of that show? It's not called Ghost. It's called... You're talking about Power? Power. You're talking about Tariq. He plays Tariq, yeah. He's been a badass kid from the start of his career, and he's still a badass kid. Um, (laughs) Every role he plays, he's a badass kid. He's just, like, Common couldn't raise him. Nobody could raise this child. And I'm like, if Common can't raise you, then who can? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my goodness. With the wisdom of... The wisdom of... Common cannot get your life together. I'm not sure what's happening. If the poetry of Common can't ease your heart, (laughs) then what can? 
I don't, I don't know, girl. <laughs> Oh, no. But no, it could be a great movie. But I also, I wouldn't want a, a all black remake. Mm-hmm. So this is very weird. But I just want to say this: I enjoyed horror that did not include black people <laughs> because I don't like seeing black people dying. So right. I'm just like, we already got to deal with this in real life. Can there just mm-hmm. be a space where we're kind of distant from it? We don't have to be involved in everything. Yeah, I have that feeling sometimes too, where I'm just like, yeah, I'm glad that we're no black people in here. Like we didn't be involved in this particular situation. We good. We good. Go to that (laughs) little town in North Dakota where there's no black people and y'all do the work up there. We don't have to, we don't have to be a part of it. Yeah, we don't have to be part of everything. I appreciate your diversity notes. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> inclusion was sweet but honestly he could have survived yeah cause I mean Carrie she didn't she didn't care who was in that uh, in that gym she killed everybody girl it was one black person in that gym one <laughs> and he and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time right exactly <laughs> so yeah so what what was the climax of this movie for you what was the one scene where you're like when it happened you're like oh this is getting good I gotta keep watching um when Chris was like I have to do something about her and mm-hmm. I was just like all because you she's making you do um high like what is it called high knees all of this just because you're you have to do high knees in gym and suicides and maybe a you know a jumping jack <laughs> right I, but I think that I'm not sure I know that there was like a three day suspension but did Miss Collins tell them they could not go to the prom or was it like you can't go to the prom unless you do ABC I think it was like you I know can't Chris go to the out. prom unless you finish this out okay. because the girl with the hat went to prom she was there oh, yeah. so it was just really Chris bit herself but you know love her hair we love love a good blog. hair was flowing even Tommy's hair was flowing beautiful and <laughs> just because you had that level of determination to ruin this girl's life and so when she said I have to do something about it and yeah but she's a messy girl that's a messy girl because the way she was playing with her boyfriend's feelings like kissing him and then pushing him back kissing him and pushing I'm like girl what is the plan here right so we knew I knew at that moment when she was like I'm, I'm not doing no more jumping jacks like okay <laughs> right yeah I mean it was just really sad so what about you yeah I've, let me see um I feel like the climax for me was also a Chris moment, but it was more of when they went to the actual um, farm and they picked up the pig's blood and that whole like pig scene. I feel like wow. getting blood and like her and Billy kind of just like plotting and you know, making up the plan on how they're gonna attack Carrie. At that point, I was feeling kind of like, why is this continuing? Like, I understand that you have your little attitude, Chris, but you're going way too far. So, yeah. Um, it, it was unnecessary. It was really unnecessary. So, have you seen any of the remakes of Carrie? Looks like there are 
there were two that came out, one in 2002 and another one that came out in 2013. Let me... Mm, I think I saw the one that came out in 2013. Okay. Uh, the one in 2002? The one in 2002, it was... It was not... I believe it was not called Carrie. I think it was called Rage. Okay, I definitely saw the one in 2013 because Julianne Julianne Moore was Margaret White and I really enjoyed her set. Right. Yeah, I love Julianne Moore in anything. She has like the greatest red hair. I love her hair. Gorgeous girl. Yeah, love her. Yeah, so I, I had seen both of the remakes the first one it was an actress I had never seen before um it was okay the second one it starred this one actress her name is chloe i can't remember how to pronounce her last name but you've seen her in a lot of things but um oh my gosh now it's killing me what is this girl's name I can't think of it right now. It, seems, it sounds like a French last name. But anyway, so I have seen both of those versions. They Either one of them do not match up to the original um, 1976 version of this movie. So keep trying or not. Um, <laughs> no, they, we're done. <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> that's, that's enough remakes. Like, you know, there's... Yeah, and then, I mean, the thing is, is it's like 2002 and 2013. It's not even enough time that has spanned between those two movies. It's like two different directors thought they were going to try it. And it was just like, it's not enough. Didn't you see the, didn't you see the first sequel? Didn't you see the first one? <laughs> you going to try it again in 2013? Give it up already. But it's also something about like the rawness of this film and mm-hmm. how like, it, just, it was just enough. Right. A lot of people are, are trying to overdo it. And it's mm-hmm. like, it works because it was just enough. You want to yeah. do all this extra blood. A lot of, uh, they did a lot of, uh, a lot more religious stuff in the, mm-hmm. uh, the 2013 one. Versus this one, we knew her mother was religious, but it wasn't so much. Like it wasn't crosses all in the house. It, it just yeah. yeah. The one in 2013 was uh, it was extra. It was. Um, now I'm. Oh, the name of the the name of the actress in the 2013 version of this movie is Chloe Grace Mor Moretz. You know, it, I'm not gonna butcher it, but if I, it sounds <laughs> like it might be. Yeah, but I will tell you a little bit of um, a little fact. So when Stephen King was writing this book, he based this book off of two girls he went to high school with. So that was kind of like his inspiration for writing the story, two girls that he actually knew in real life. And I wasn't able to find enough details of whether these girl, both girls were based on the character of of Carrie or if one girl was Carrie and the other one was maybe a girl that was bullying her. But I feel like... Stephen King does pull inspiration um, you know from his life to create these horror movies or suspense thrillers it makes sense mm-hmm. 
So what would you give this movie on a five-star scale? Five being the best movie of all time? No, <laughs> five being this absolutely great movie and one star being uh, a horrible movie. I would give it a solid four. Mm-hmm. A solid four. I enjoyed all of it. I think the, yeah. the cast was great. The cast is memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it did have really good casting. Um, Sissy Spacek actually played the role of Carrie. And I did read somewhere that during or in between the taping of the blood scenes, she refused to um, like take a shower or anything because she wanted the she wanted her dress to have like the same like blood print that it had on from the original spilling of the blood. She wanted the scenes to look consistent. So she just stayed in the dress. We love it. <laughs> right. She was committed to the role. Committed. Um, so for me, I would give this, I mean, this is just such a classic movie. There's nothing that I would change about it. Like, I don't want to know anything else about the characters or any backstory or anything. I feel like just enough was done. And if you want to learn more about Carrie, scary story you could just read the book you know yeah that's the I, best also, her mother it. looks like tina marie i just loved it I, <laughs> she does <laughs> I just love it. yeah i could definitely see her doing a little remix of fire and desire with the <laughs> oh i would love for somebody to, to mess with the trailer that way that would be so good her burning up all those houses I would give it a 4.5. Ooh. Yeah, I I, I kind of normally stay in the, like, the three range, but like I said, I mean, there's nothing that I would change about this movie. Um, I feel like the remakes did not do this, the story justice at all. It was perfect just the way it is. And it wasn't long. It was a short movie. They were straight to the point and there was no fluff. I mean, they really just told the story as best as they could and I really enjoyed it. It's definitely something that during the Halloween season or anytime I want to watch a classic good movie, I mean, Carrie is something that I would definitely pull out. I have it on DVD, even though I haven't used my DVD player in years, but if I was searching for something to watch in like a cult classic type way, yes, I definitely would go for Carrie. I support it. All right. Well, did you have any other notes that you wanted to add about this movie? No. Um, yeah, it was good. I, you know, shout out to all the awkward girls. I pray that people can be easy on them mm-hmm. and that people extend more grace. Right. Because there's no need to bully. Everybody's different. Right. And, you know, I, I also want to. You know, and anyone who is listening to this, if you feel like you're being bullied, whether you're a child or and sometimes people are bullied as adults, definitely try to talk to someone and um, find someone who find the helpers in your life. As um, Mr. Rogers used to say, find the helpers in your life, find someone who is willing to listen. I'm sure there is um, sort all sort of like lines and, you know, online counseling or phone counseling yeah. or in person. I mean- to help you know to help you through this type of process and if someone tells you that they're being bullied please take it seriously it's not a game 
Stopbullying.gov, I believe, is like uh, the federal or like the White House's approach to intervention in a way. So it has a lot of resources there, particularly regarding cyberbullying, because I think that is what's hitting the kids just as hard as being bullied in person. So. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for that information. If people want to get in touch with you, what are your social media handles? By Jasmine Simone is um, uh, my Instagram handle. And then that is also my website. So by jasminesimone.com. If you guys need anything related to graphic design, I'm your girl. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Jasmine. And thank you so much for listening, you all. Have a great day and stay tuned for more. Goodbye. listening to the black car project now here's your assignment help grow our community subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review and share with all of your family and friends yes everyone you know should be listening to our podcast and that's how we grow and that's how you show your support also you can follow us on our social media pages we have a facebook and instagram page the Black Horror Project. Once again, The Black Horror Project on Facebook and Instagram. Then hop on over to our website, theblackhorrorproject.com and subscribe to our email list to receive exclusive information about upcoming episodes and anything awesome that's gonna be happening with us. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.